right, Zach, let's do this thing. It is Monday, May 3rd. Welcome, everyone, to Living Room Sports Talk. Karen McCauley, Zach Rothenberger. Whew, it's, it's been a minute, Zachy. It's been a, it's been a minute since we've been on, on the old airwaves, eh? Yeah, lots, a lot's been going on. I mean, the, uh, the group chat, the group texts were blowing up on, uh, on Thursday night with the NFL draft and some other things going on. So we got a lot to talk, lot to talk about. At one point, I'm not just saying this in a brag. I had 300 texts at one point, just between two group chats. That's all it was at one point. I like worked oh, through all the other texts. I'm like, how do I still have like over 300 texts? It was unbelievable. It was that's that's day. Hey, that's football. And it, mm. and I feel like we haven't done football chatter in a minute. You know what I mean? Like it's been not that I'm saying like you know it's our bread and butter, but it kind of kind of is a little bit. It's it's more like it's not your bread and butter, but it, like when you go to an Italian restaurant, it's like it's that chicken parmesan. That's like just mm. you know it's. Yeah, I had that for dinner tonight, actually. You so, you know, it was good. Mm-hmm. All right, well, hopefully the news won't be good then, because that's where I'm at right now. Look, we always have everyone fans already on the chat. This is a tough show for me, Zach. So there's a lot of drama and rumors flying around I, for your Packers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. This was, I mean this, besides the box loss, this was the hardest show I've ever had to put together from a notes mm-hmm. perspective because it's just like biting my hand the entire time, sipping on a on a Goose Island bourbon stout, you know, trying to put the notes together. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, let's, this is my challenge today, Zach. We're, we're going we're gonna to work through this, right? We got a lot uh, for everyone. It's a Monday. We've been on hiatus for, yeah, I feel like, honestly, I feel like we've been on hiatus for like three weeks. We've been doing like a one show a week type thing for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But we're back, right? So we'll, we'll talk, obviously, about the NFL draft this past weekend. Um, yeah, we'll talk about the rest of the NFL drama as well. Um, and I, I will be on a few soapboxes today. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, MLB umpiring, Zach, by the way, which has been, you know, questionable, to mm-hmm. say the least. And then uh, we'll, you know, do Mojo Monday, obviously. We'll talk about the Kentucky Derby. So we got all sorts of great stuff to chat, obviously, which we love. Um, so, yeah, this this will be a, this will be a fun show, and I, I encourage uh, – all the folks to jump in the show, as you can see, my getup. This is going to be one for uh, it's going to be relevant. I see, like Uncle Ricky's already jumping in right about what about Aaron Rodgers in the chat. All right, real quick before we jump in, do we want it's funny because I I had pushed this to like fourth in the lineup of segments, not because I don't know. I just felt like I was like you know what, like we'll talk draft. Chad's at the draft. All right, well Chad's on the show, so we can already knock that segment out. But we'll just push the Aaron Rodgers stuff to the top, all right? Because God knows how long it's going to take. But before we do that, Zach, what do you say we get you know? Get a little batting practice in with some clickbait. What do you say? Yeah, I gotta lob up some uh, some softballs, yeah. you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you, I'm, I'm bad. You want, you want to go first? No, yeah, I'll, yeah. So obviously, you know, when the Giants trade with the Bears, there was a huge, huge uh, draft pick with uh, Justin Fields, and everyone and their mother is saying how he's going to be, you know, basically the second coming for the for the Bears. But long story short, it's ESPN. This one, ESPN Plus. I think it was, or no, it wasn't. It was ESPN and Mel Kuyper specifically. There was a little, you know, they did a little verbal, you know, piece saying, should Justin Fields start week one for the Bears? And regardless of if the answer is yes or no, it's like, it's literally May, May 3rd. We're not even, we're just cracking the bottle open in May. And we're already talking about starting in week one when that's over four months away. So, I mean, I think we can, we can come up with better content. ESPN than just saying, should, oh, should the should their quarterback they drafted with the 11th overall pick start week one? I don't know. So it's I, just, yeah. Well, no, I mean, dude, I, it's fine. I'll just expand on that because not to like, it's funny because I feel like sometimes I, I dwell on clickbait. So I'll just tie in yours with mine because mine, mine's like the whole like, oh, the NFL is like grading every team and like what they think. All this in general is premature. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and this is what my axe to grinds. 
with the NFL draft in general, right? And why I wasn't so horny to talk about it, if you will, on the show was because it, to me, I'm just like, everyone's great. Everyone's starting week one. Everyone's turning the team around. Everyone's a franchise player. And then, right, like, all of a sudden, like, week three might roll around in preseason where it's like, oh, well, you know, Justin Fields, he needs a, he needs a year. They're a rookie. Like, they need to learn the system. Right? And, yeah. dude, how much does this go back to what we were talking about with the whole idea of if you were – like, that, that that headline, for example. I'm not saying that Justin Fields is not going to start, right? But let's just say hypothetically he doesn't. So that's a horrible headline then. Right? Like, so, right, like it's just so it, – it's – it's literally just for right now where it's the end of April, beginning of May, where God knows if he's even picking up the playbook, right? Like, like that, like there's so many layers before you get to him mm-hmm. starting week one from him being drafted that would have to check off that something like such an article is such a waste to your point. And to my point with all the other, and, and for every other person in the draft, right? Like yours is just one of the 31 other, there's 31 other ones, right? Where it's like, oh, yeah. oh he's a great first round draft pick. He's not, They're all, you have no idea. Nobody has any idea. And the funny thing is, no. I'm not. I'm gonna, I was going to mention the Aaron Rodgers, like how everyone hated that pick. We're not going in there. We'll go there in a minute. Well, in a moment, but I don't know. That's my little little rant on it. But I, I mean, I feel like you would agree on that. Yeah, I completely agree. And you know what else really like grind like grinds my gears during uh, the NFL draft is every player that gets drafted, whether it's and I respect all these guys, Daniel Jeremiah and all those type of those analysts. They always have a professional comparison. Oh, professional comparison, mm-hmm. Calvin Johnson. Oh, Santana Moss. And it's like, really? So you're in <laughs> Santana Moss or Calvin Johnson? Like, come on. Every player is so different. You can't just go base them off of their college tape and tell me they're going to be this next person or this is who they who, who they remind you of. Like, it, you're, you're just setting the players up to fail when you do that, in my opinion. You always like, got to love someone who runs routes like Brandy Moss. Yeah. It's like, well, oh, yeah. Dude, they were saying that about <laughs> Jerry Judy. He's the next Julio Jones, where he runs better routes than Julio Jones last year. And, like, I mean, granted, he started to play better towards the end of his rookie season. But, like, I don't know about you, but that raised the bar of expectations for me. And then he was he, he turned out to be a dud from it with regards to that that comparison. It just doesn't no. do the players any justice, in my opinion. Well, it's not fair. And I think – if you're going to talk about, you talk about their potential, they right. or their tendencies in their game, or like their build. Yeah, right. Exactly. There are their potential, yeah. like right, like their 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 possibilities could be like yeah. this. Like they they mimic characteristics of that person when they were that age. Like that would be a much more way, a better way of clarifying it. Completely agree. Instead of saying, "Oh, he's he's the next," I compare him. He's going to be just like you know a Hall of Famer. You know, whatever. It's like, just like remember when everyone was saying Baker Mayfield is like the next Brett Favre. Or Tony Romo, yeah. where like he's a gunslinger. I'm like, they can't just say that he like plays similar to him, like with the mentality of like the gunslinger. They can't, they can't just like say something light like that instead of like laying the expectation he's going to be that, you know? Right. Know. And how many more athletic quarterbacks that are like on the shorter size are going to be like, oh, they're the next Russell Wilson? It's like, oh, well, did you hear him say about Zach Wilson? No, oh, I see some Patrick Mahomes in him. Like, really? Come on, guys. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, I saw yeah. Jordan Love apparently in the scouting report last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just yeah, it's we, a little too premature this for this. Thing? Might as well rip the bandaid off. I know, I'm like jumping in front of you. You're like saying like premature. I'm like talking premature. I'm being premature right now. I'm like just let's can we just do it? Just get it over with. Um, rip it off. Well, we got a couple of viewers. They're probably not here just for you know nothing. They're they're probably. In, you can't just sit here in this chair with all the stuff in the background with a big old grin on your face and just like drooling over Aaron Rodgers, drooling over Matt LaFleur, like doing the whole get up and then not be able to, and I'm not just doing this to pat myself on the back to give myself my own little like hug speech before I get in here with, and just take it on the chin here. But 
you can't you can't go through all that and then and then not come on the show and and like I said, take it take it right on the chin. So you know that's that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about it. We're and do we just do it now? I mean, let's. I mean, I was. Well, we're, we're gonna do it now. I guess it, so, I'll yeah. I'll get you know I'll do this. I will give a slight opening remark because I'm gonna say a lot of things. I'm sure. Then I'll pass it off to you for your opening remarks. Then I will actually give my like real opening remarks. But I would just start with this this uh, prefacing that I feel like no one knows that there's if anything it's almost like the um the, the, as they say in bill and ted's excellent adventures so creates that you know like the whole like the thing is you know nothing and then the dust in the wind dude like that whole thing mm. like joking around being like the, the the reality is that none of us know anything and the fact is the reality is a lot of this stuff was going on before any of us checked twitter on thursday so there's layers so we have to understand that what's actually going on in the timeline is probably not jiving to what our social media timeline is right yeah. and and i think that there's a lot of stuff that's built up over the years and i will add this that i think anyone that knows the packers and anyone that knows aaron Rodgers and not me like being like like me no, no but no like to that point it's almost like me and, and this goes back to the, the the you know nothing part i think anyone actually really has their teeth sank into the situation is the packers don't really leak anything in the media like maybe sort of a thing or two but like you think about their big moves that they made, like when Rogers deal broke, right? Like, like all those things where people were like biting, like salivating at the bit. Aaron Jones, like, where's he going to go? Like, we, no, I, I was sitting here on the show saying he's gone. Like, you're not even hearing anything about him possibly resign at the Packers. He's out of here, right? Like, they keep everything airtight with what's actually going on in, in house. And on the flip side, Aaron Rodgers doesn't mince words, right? Like, he doesn't go out there and leak things. He and if he does, like. Not saying he does, but if if his camp were to leak such a thing, it's not without the bigger picture being involved, right? Anyone that knows him that's talking today on a talk show, they also know that like, and, and I'm not. This sounds horrible. Like, I'm not saying, oh, Aaron Rodgers will cut you out, but he knew he trusts people, and people that he trusts and they trust him, they're not going to cross each other on a talk show. Is basically my point, I guess, is where I'm trying to go with this. So, you take the slow things for what it is, right? Like things like. Mark Murphy coming out and having to talk about this and that before, like them actually acknowledging and speaking to it validates the situation, right? Like, so there's that. And then on the, but on the flip side, you see what Mike Tirico said with how you saw Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to go to camera. Like he's obviously upset. I don't think he wanted this to get out. So like, I'll kick it back to you with the point being of that. There's so many layers to behavior to this, that before I even start going on and on about all that, basically it's almost like keep in mind that this is not a simple. Like if you're looking for me to step up on the stage and be like, well, it's pretty simple. They drafted Jordan Love, he's pissed off, so they either trade Jordan Love or they move. Like, wait, like no, there's it's not a simple answer. And I'll go on my soapbox in a little bit, but I'll kick it to you. See what you think as a football fan from the outside world. And like, dude, not that I'm saying you should be smiling right now, but it's like if I was watching someone that had like basically the prince of like the, like the best quarterback that I personally, the best player in football that I personally ever think played the game, I'd be almost laughing like, Jesus, what are you doing up there, dude? Like you're laughing, you're going 13 and three, having a good old time. And what the hell are you doing? You can't get like, I don't know. I'll, I'll turn it to you. I'm going to shut up now. No, like some, someone from the outside who has no emotion really tied to the Packers. I, I don't know, man. I just, I just find it extremely hard to believe that that's really how he feels. I understand he might be a little bit upset because he wasn't involved in certain decisions based on some personnel that he might have had connections to and wanting to have a little bit more of a say in who stays, who goes, and things like that. I get it. But, like, at the end of the day, they've gone to two NFC Championship games in a row. There there really is no better place for him to be in the NFL right now than, beside, than with the Green Bay Packers. So, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I – and I said this in our text earlier, I think 
Rogers has like a thing for making things kind of dramatic with some things he says. It's not a bad thing, you know. It's what makes him who he is, which is great. And he builds like a storyline up and then he delivers and it's like, wow, see, told you so, you know. So I feel like this might be his, his one of his ways of like somehow something leaking through whatever source. And it's meant to be put the spin on, oh, wow, there's a dark cloud over Green Bay. I don't know. He's not really happy there. And then all of a sudden this year he's going to take him deep again and they're going to go, you know, what's the new, 14 and three. Now this is seven. Now it's a 17 game season. But um, I don't know. I, I it's to, for me, I wouldn't be worried about it, to be honest. I know it sucks, but like I wouldn't. I don't know. Something about it. Just I'm not taking it super seriously. I, I'm not. Well, there's a few like well, and the thing is, you're watching 24. Did we talk about this on the show? I feel like we, I asked you this on the show a couple uh, weeks ago. That's how long I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't follow it, but I, I know what what analogy you're do doing. it though. It's a great show, but it's I've been binging on it. Me and my dad have been watching it and like been texting each other about it. And and you can't help it when you're binging on a show like that. Like the whole thing is them right, like picking up on like little little traits that the terrorists are doing. Right, like they're basically picking up on little little details of human behavior and also being real with the situation being like this is important like really and i'm not trying to base my whole behavior off the tgb show but i think when you roll this back it's funny i wrote this in three columns in my notes because like it's funny because i actually thought about just writing one bullet point and being like no notes needed just be like i can just speak from the heart I know, but i'm like there's so many layers like i said so you might as well just start peeling them back and to your point about like the flair for the dramatic and and kind of basically everything to your point if you're Let's almost look at this as like a murder, right? And we break this whole thing down. How much of this actually adds up to what the media is saying? First of all, the media is like the character in the movie where it's like, oh, they've already been convicted and like served time in prison for murder, right? So it's like, okay, so they've done it before. Like, and that's the media. Like, oh, they've lied before? Like, how about that, right? So that's the first layer. The second layer is, and this is, let me actually stop real quick. I think there's, like, I actually was going to, I don't want to cut you off. When you're saying I really wouldn't be worried about, I'm terrified about this. This is Zach. This is real. Like, there's something not good about this. Now, great. I don't know what it is to what degree, and that's at least what I would like to openly say. That I think it's great about our podcast. I'm not going to sit here and tell you what I like. How what are the odds are he's coming back? I don't. I have no idea. I like to me, right? Like, there's, and I'll go down this like the paths that we can go down that I think are the like. That's what I think is not like. So that's what's so great about our show. But, like, we might as well talk about, like, what could happen and the branch-offs of those situations than sit here and be like, Zach, what if the odds he comes back next year? You, you have no idea. I have no idea. He, I don't even think he has any idea. Like, I don't think anyone knows that. It's April, March, or, sorry, no, I guess it's May 3rd. It's May, May football. So, sorry, as I as I rule it out. So, look, there's four, there's four possibilities. Number one, you do the last dance thing, right, where you got everyone comes together and be like, this is not great. Let's just – bygones be bygones you hate us we hate you but like we kind of need each other to like work through this so one more year what do you say right okay then you got you extend him right you say okay look here here's the check here's the keys it's yours go ahead go for it number three trade him and right like i don't see how you really do that at this point in time but i'll get to that in a second but then number four is he retires and does the whole jeopardy route so only backtrack it I'm just going to knock that one right out. I was going back. Remember Zach, how I was saying, like, you take the things that are real, the front, like the people, like he's boys with AJ Hawk. They went to the Kentucky Derby together. The fact that he's saying there's a 0% chance he retires to me means everything. He's not going to walk off and go play Jeopardy. Cause that, yeah. that like lets the Packers win in a sense, especially if you're on like that camp, right? Like he's not retired. So then it comes back to, okay, so let's like actually get in the, in, 
in the inside the ropes, if you will, for boxing purposes, right? Like we're in the ring, we're in the octagon for, for we'll talk about MMA by the way, a little bit later, but if we get actually inside the, the inside the nitty gritty, he's still playing. Okay. Well, the Packers have all the control then with that, with his contract. So sure. He might not show up, but then there's like the, the layers of like, I don't think he's doing that. So really, I think it comes down to this. He does one last dance where he's like, look, I hate this place. I'm out of here. But for all you guys, like, this was like my warning shot. They didn't do what I wanted. We'll all do one more dance together and then we're all out of here. And that might be it. Right. How many years you, does he have left on his contract? So I want to say it's, I thought it was four. I know one, like next year is basically his big last guaranteed money year. So for all intents and purposes, it's kind of like next year's his last year, unless something changes. So, like so on the, his this end, coming season or, or the following? What's that? This season or not? Are you yeah, so if he came year, back this year, he would have a lot. Yeah. So, okay. and to that point, you're a poker guy. I'm almost going to go mm-hmm. side, get sidetracked here for a second before I start talking about like all the outcomes and the, and the branches off. But that's where I kind of, if you want my opinion for a second, that's where I kind of keep hanging on to this. If I look at this thing from an investigation standpoint, his stock's never going to be higher at 37 years old. He just won MVP, right? Like, he, like, he's got the world. Like, he, we just moved to back-to-back NFC Championship games. Grant, albeit because of our entire roster, he's a huge part of that, but there were other pieces. And my point is, this is the time. If you want to force the Packers, because what I really think is the Packers are just kind of dragging their feet. Just like, it's almost like a someone's drag. Like, they're like, I'm going, I'm going. But they're like, they're not. Like, they're trying to really, like, let him play his contract out and hopefully Jordan Love can just jump in and go, right? Like, I think for Rodgers, though, it's not – I think it's a. I think it's a lot of things. I think this is an atomic bomb. I think it's he – and like I said, this is me just hypothesizing. But I think he wants say, right? Like, I, I don't know – I don't have any insight into how much say he's had before or, ha- like, will have or whatever. But certainly I think – and even all of us, the fans are kind of like, you're not doing him any favors by making this move or making that move. I think he wants more say. And I'm not even saying final say. I told one buddy uh, today, Zach. I was saying, I don't think he wants final say in person. I think he just wants us say. I think he wants to be in the room chiming in. I don't think that's going on. I could be wrong. But um, so I think there's that. And then I think, and that's why, like, you're seeing the, the Jake Kumaro thing and this and that. I'll almost, like, pull up some of the tweets that you're seeing today. I don't know. Like, it's it's all about respect. It's all about respect. I don't know, dude. I it's I don't know so how you repair it. Yeah. It's like, so weird to me. Like they're they're one of the best teams in the NFL for since he's been the quarterback for them, you know? And like I said, two NFC championship games in a row. I mean, I don't I don't get it. I don't I don't understand. I really don't. Like I understand Rogers wanting to have more say. I get it, but like you're right there on the cusp. Like, is it really worth all this backlash that's going on right now? Well, and that's the question, right? Like, do you want to have and the chat's agreeing with us to the same thing, right? Like they're saying, like, it's it's about respect. And I, mm. I I do agree with that. I just think to your point though, Zach, it's here's I bite my hand. I'll actually be non-biased for a second. It's the most interesting thing because we could sit here and be like, oh, he's gonna go the Tom Brady route. No, Tom Brady, Tom Brady picked the best, he had the best situation of all time present himself where a team needed everything. But a quarterback, or sorry, vice versa. They needed, they only needed a quarterback. He took the LeBron route. Right, exactly. Like, well, that, that defense was stacked. Like, he had three interceptions in the NFC Championship game. Like, come on. And the, our right. defense sucked. So, anyway, my point being, if Rodgers goes somewhere where it's less, it's not par, 
And then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, we need you to kind of be the guy who makes personnel decisions and do all this. Then we'll see. But I mean, not like then we'll see. But I just mean like, I, I think we would see how hard it would be. But to, to, to circle back to what your point is, that's why I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I mean, but I think. I'd be stupid to go that, somewhere. You know, it's funny. And I'm not just saying this, like pat myself on the back, Zach. I would do anything to get in the room with both of them. Be like, listen, Brian, like you got to understand he earned more than just the average player. Like seriously, you owe him that. And like you screwed him over with the Jordan Love thing. You didn't consult him at all. I get you were trying to get wide receivers in that draft, but you got like something had to give in that situation. And you, your job is to play football and you do a great job at that. Give him security because he's better than what you're giving him right now. And you you just go play football? Like, damn it. Like, this only could work out. Like, everyone loves you. We want you to stay. We have a Super Bowl possible roster. Like, that's like that's all. And But at the same point, and the thing is, I love how oh, – this is my last remark, and then I'll shut up for a second. But I love how the same people that will tweet out, anyone that's comparing this to someone who works a nine-to-five job is so clueless, right? Like, they'll be that person, but then they'll be the same person that tweets out, you just don't understand. You think this, these people are robots. They're human too. I'm like, well, we're all human. That's the whole point of the nine to five point for people. On the other hand, like, it's I, it's all makes sense. I don't know. So, to that point, I think much like the nine to five point, you're like, you're not going to go take another job at somewhere that you is not better. And that's your point. But on the flip right. side, you want to feel so respected. So I, it's, I don't know, dude. I it's fine. I always feel like I'm making no sense with any of my points tonight. I'm just like rambling on. <laughs> No, I mean, a conversation needs to happen. That's for sure. Like, like it's just, yeah, the conversation needs to happen. I think he needs to have a little bit more. He wants to be heard is what it is. He doesn't want to be held down. That's all. That's you know, what it seems. Uh, I don't know. But like I said, he'd be stupid and want to go somewhere else. Because what's he going to do? Go to the dumpster fire that is the Texans and have the whole team basically say, here, you can run our team, Aaron Rodgers, but then they're going to go, you know, 6-11 and 11 or something like, you know, well, and, and dude, I'll add in there. It's not even just that. It's like you're going to go now and you're going to have to find a whole way to gel with a whole new playbook, right? You're going to have to go to a whole new – like, like there's so yeah. many layers. And if you want to go for it, go for it. Like he might bet on himself and say go for it. I, I don't know. To me, if that was actually the route in general, and we talked about this when I sent you like somewhere between 9 and 3 trillion texts. See, my numbers aren't off. But anyway um, – I feel like if that was actually going to happen, the bonanza of return would have been pre-draft, not post-draft. Exactly. There's no way you're just going to turn like, yeah, you know, we have no plan. Let's do it. Right. Like, so I think this is more of like a, we got to get everyone in the room. And dude, how many times we talk about, I have this in my notes too. It's like, how many times we talk about Russell Wilson going to get traded? We're like, dude, this might go down. It's like, yeah. And look what happened. And that had more substance of a, well, he would rather play for the Saints, the Bears. Like, wasn't there, like, a list of teams, like, mm. that actually came out? This is just people being like, well, we can play for the Broncos, the Raiders, or the, the 49ers because, like, those are West teams and, like, they, they kind of need a quarterback. <laughs> it's like, okay, but money, collateral, like, there's so many different things that go into that. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. I mean, in, in you, the Packers are, are the, in the driver's seat in that division, too. So it's – I don't know. I keep going back to my normal point that it would be stupid to go to – a company that is say is has less of a good you know less of a pedigree winning pedigree you know culture and all that stuff i just think it would be stupid well and, and right there's more and we talked about this there's like something about it that smells bad when it drops five hours before the draft you know what yeah, i mean it was, it was very odd timing like I, I i wouldn't be surprised if this is some sort of like fake news that even rogers and maybe even the packers leaked out like maybe this is like a total mind you know a little just an epic you know mind twist and 
you know, maybe maybe Aaron Rod, maybe it's some, maybe it's a conspiracy. Maybe it's Rodgers and the Packers front office saying, "Hey, let's throw this out just to to me- really mess with them and think and you know put this in their brain." Well, so I hope, I hope, and I could be wrong. I thought Peter Schrager had a really good point on Good Morning Football. I'm almost going to take what you're saying and spin it back off of what he was saying today. And I thought he was saying, to your point, I don't think Rodgers wanted to get this out. Like, you know me, I love him. Like, like, mm-hmm. like he's he's our quarterback. He's my hero. Like, like, right, like, and everyone in Green Bay feels the same way. Like, obviously, anyone and everyone knows that, right? And, and, and he loves Green Bay. Like, he didn't want this to get out this time. There's no way he did not want a camera in his face with the crew at the, the Kentucky Derby. If you want my honest opinion, and, and you sure as hell can blew the Packers. And that was what I was talking about earlier, right? Like they don't let things get out. Da, 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 da. Right. That was kind of the whole point I was making earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Is I don't think either one of these guys wanted to get out. And I thought Schrager had a great point on Good Morning Football, saying like maybe that's the olive branch, right? Like maybe that's the where you come together. And you're like. Dude, I don't know who knocked that out, like who released that into the media, but can we like both stop looking bad for a minute and like work through this? Damn it. Cause like we have too much good on our side to make this bad overshadow. Cause one, it's, it's amazing. Remember that thing we were talking about where it's like the, the teacher did the math equation with the multiplication table and like they did the first one was wrong, but the rest of them were all right. And the, the whole class was like making fun of them for getting the one wrong. And she said, that's the whole point. Like, you always remember the one thing you got wrong instead of the nine things you got right. And, like, mm-hmm. that's what I would tell Rodgers and the Packers. I'd be like, everyone's going to remember how this ended. That's all they care about. Remember Brett Favre? You almost forget what he did for the Packers because everyone says, remember you really want to leave the Rodgers thing? Like, it, yeah. So that's my, my, my saving grace. And to add to that, Zach, I want your opinion on this. I, you know what? I'll almost just say I'm not going to give you, like, a multiple choice. Who's Batman that can save this moment? If, if you like literally had to like just for fun and do like a fictitious, like we're BSing around on a podcast type thing. But like, if there's one guy where like he could probably fix all this, who like, is to it? it to make amends with everybody? Mm-hmm. Oh, to me, I think it's Devontae Adams. God, no, that's actually not who I had. But because <laughs> yeah. oh, that's actually a perfect story. Did you see what he was saying today? Let's talk about that. Oh, I'm gonna almost bookmark what I was gonna ask you. The I almost said the answer, but. Dude, I don't like what he was putting on social media today. I did see the tweet. Yeah. It's like kind Instagram of a little, post? A little cryptic or Instagram, whatever. Yeah. There's both. I mean, you're the Instagram man. I saw the tweet and I did not. Well, and I saw a picture of the Instagram post on Twitter, but. You know, let me, right, let me, let me actually, this is perfect. We're going to tie this all together so we don't do like a million rants. So two things here. Who's going to fix this? And like, because this is a mess right now. Like, like I'll, you know, maybe I'll even just add my little caveat. I don't think that's anything because I really think Devontae is a man that like is not going to speak when something's really that bad. I told you this before when we were chatting. I was just like, and I'm, I know, dude, I'm probably sitting here just being like, they're fine. Like, I'm, I'm the kid. I'm like Jimmy and uh, Bridge and Tunnel right now, where I'm like, oh yeah, me and uh, I forgot the name of the girl, Tammy, I think, or one of them. I forget. Like, they're dating and but I don't know. But I know I'm biased. Is basically what I'm trying to get at. I'm, I'm scared. So I'm obviously trying to cater this, but my point being is I just don't think he would open up and like kind of goof off with all not goofing off, but I just don't think he would say all these things if it wasn't real. And to that point, if Rogers was going anywhere, that's when you say like, didn't realize, you know, I don't know. That's, that's my point. 
I don't know if you want to add anything though on on any of that. Well, like, what would you what would you think, Zach? If this is the Giants, like seriously, I, that's that's the way I should ask you this question. I'm like, Zach, what do you think? What do you think? This is the Giants, Zach. Like your life is on the line. Like, <laughs> well, I kind of did live it a little bit with Eli a little bit, but that was more like that we more people saw that coming than like like we weren't coming off an NFC or you know an NFC Championship game two years in a row. Right, that um, roster needed help, and his yeah. game was starting to deteriorate. So, like, right. I'm not trying to put him be like, oh, it's different. But, like, to that point, what if his game was still, like, he won an MVP, and your roster was looking better, and you're like, yeah. oh, my Christ. Like, like, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, of course. It, it would, you know, because you're, like, you're riding high, then all of a sudden there's, like, a rumor that you could possibly, you know, have the rug taken out from under you. Yeah, I know. I get it, for sure. I mean, from an outsider, I just don't see how anything would happen. I really don't. But... So the answer, by the way, the, to the question is Matt Lafleur. That was sorry. Yeah, I you know what? I did. I did think about that after like a minute went by. I was like, well, Matt Lafleur, they seem to have a good relationship. But well, and, and right, and I think he's got a great relationship with Brian Gutekunst, the GM, and I, and I also don't buy into. I think what AJ Hawk said is a hundred percent spot on on McAfee's podcast today, saying that he didn't believe in any of the whole thing with like he's not going to come back if Brian Gutekunst back. Right? Like they don't never write that much. So, right, like, this is this has been a lot of things. Like, Alex Van Pelt was a quarterback coach he loved. They moved on from him. He wanted Jake Coomer. They moved on. Like, there's been so many moves where it's just, like, it's the – I honestly, dude, I feel like he's getting the corporate treatment. We're like, yeah, Aaron, you got a highly valued plus again. We really appreciate it. But uh, we're going to do what uh, we need to do here. Like, right, like, and sometimes yeah. what they need to do is right. So that's where the juggling act starts coming It could be in, just right? a bunch of egos, you know? Like, it could be one of those deals where – like Rogers is great because of who he is, and he he everyone everyone there front office and Rogers has an ego, right? And I think I think the front office is kind of like the situation where we're the front office, we make these decisions, so we're gonna like show our authority by doing this, right? You know, and and I think the one thing I was saying to you this weekend too to add in there is like look at Kyle Shanahan's quote on the Rich Eisen show today, right? Like he said. I didn't want to wake up on Friday and see that Aaron Rodgers was traded, and I didn't and and not do my due diligence, um, right? So I called Matt Lafleur. He said I'd be wasting my time. And I actually heard him and his like tone talking about it, like to kind of elaborate a little more, just to make sure I had the context correct. And like, yeah, he basically was saying like, I was, it's like we I mean, no more different than talking like, hey, did you try signing to Carrie Underwood's DMs? Like, be like, yeah, like it's a waste of time. Like, yeah, like that's <laughs> kind of the tone. I feel like that's been the general tone about everyone around the league. But the Packers, right? It's like, oh, but Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I'm like, you need someone else to take him and no one, like, everyone else is like, I would love nothing more than to make something up and give you this, but, like, it's not there. Like, so I think that's why every journalist, like, I, I don't know. That's, dude, I even look, I'm like, we've talked about this for like three fourths of the show. I told you I was going to go on a rant, dude. It's bad. Uh, uh, hey, it's a big topic. It's, it's something. Do you want to talk about the draft, though? Yeah. Long story short, I feel, I, I feel for you 100%, but as an outsider, I feel like I, I just have no I – don't, I don't have any – I don't see how it could happen, how anything could happen here. Tom's going to tell. That's, that's the most horrifying thing, right? <clears throat> like, if, it was, if you were in my situation, you know, with, with Eli, like, you, everyone saw that coming, you know. So, but this, like, there's – I don't know. It would be so bizarre if something happens. No, I, I, I totally agree. I, I think it's just – I just don't think it all adds up except for this is more of a bluff on the poker table. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, but I'll tell you, let's, all right, let's spin real quick. So 
talk about the draft. We didn't really do any draft previews, so let's and we talked about this, but we're not gonna do a draft preview because it's, it might as well make more sense talking about it after the fact. All right, so Trevor Lawrence goes one. We knew all that was gonna happen. Um, pulling up the rest of them real quick. Um, I know I love what the chat said too. If we just had a crystal ball with the Aaron Rodgers thing, yeah. um, right? But looking at this, anything jump. I, I'll just let you just take it from the floor, but I'll, if you need like a little like railing to talk about something, like anything in the top 10 surprise you, but just general thoughts on the draft too. I thought, I mean, I didn't think this draft class was super deep. Like I thought last year, the draft class was like three rounds deep, like of solid talent. Whereas this year I thought it literally was, it wasn't even two full rounds in, in my opinion, but what do I know? But um, one thing I, I think it was a record. The first seven picks were all offense. And I think I don't think that ever happened before. I think it was six, and then this year there were seven straight offensive picks to start the draft, which was apparently a record, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I wonder so much is like some of that COVID, right? Because like, I feel like we don't watch so much college football. But I love, I love that Joe Pockage comment in the chat. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Hey, you know what, Joe? It makes it makes you feel better that whatever you pocket chatted us makes a hell of a lot more sense of what's going on in the Aaron Rodgers situation. So, yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, there were some, there were some interesting things like Jacksonville taking Lawrence number one overall was just straight chalk, obviously. But when they got Travis uh, Etienne, that was mind boggling to me because they have James Robinson already. And, and is because like this whole reuniting theme of the draft has got has gotten really old to me like you can't just tell me they drafted their running back because they wanted to reunite him with trevor lawrence like grow up like why would you take trip i don't understand why you take etienne when that team needs a lot more than running back help especially after james robinson what he did last year it's funny you say that because i actually had like all these like little like oh he's reuniting with him he's reuniting with him and i'm just like so played and as i was writing it i was just like who cares like I get it, the chemistry is already there. They don't have to work as hard, you know, as hard to build that trust and everything. But like, come on, I, I don't know. No, I I agree, and I, I mean, it's funny because I'm like thinking about how to like ask you this next question because it's quarterback related. It's like I could ask you like Trevor Lawrence, like dude. He, I don't want to be the guy that's doing like what we were just talking about on my clickbait saying like, oh, like, you know, like we're talking about this guy and he go to that guy. The reality is none of us are going to know until the, the ball is going to snap. But I think you can talk about direction, right? And, and you just nailed a good point. Like, do they really need a running back? I mean, what do you think? I'll ask this question instead of being like, do you think Trevor Lawrence can be good? What do you think about Trevor Lawrence's supporting cast around him, right? Like his offensive line, his weapons around him. Like, how good do you feel about the Jaguars going into next year with everything? Like, do you feel way more confident how they showed out last year, less con- – like, like where are you at with all that? I don't know. I think they could be around a 500 team. I, I, they're, I, they're not winning the division. I mean, you still have the Colts and the Titans to deal with. I mean, the Texans are obviously just a, on a downward spiral, so they're they're irrelevant. But um, you still got the Colts and the, and the Titans to deal with. So, no, I, I, there's – like, I could see them being maybe close to 500, like maybe a 7 and 10. Like, I'm trying to get used to this whole 17-game nonsense. But I hate it. 7 and 10 – Eight and nine, six and eleven. That's probably where they're going to be, in my opinion. I mean, we've we've seen it's not that easy for a a very good college coach to come to the NFL and just all of a sudden produce results. We saw Steve Spurrier struggle. We saw Nick Saban struggle. We we've seen numerous amounts of college head coaches struggle in the NFL, and they go right back to college. So 
just because Urban Meyer's there too doesn't mean they're going to be anything anything great either. Well, and that almost brings back to the question. There's, there's what, five quarterbacks drafted in the first round? I'm not going to be like, who's the best one? Jeez. But yeah. I know I hate that whole thing, but I'll – can we talk about Trey Lance getting drafted third? By the way, yeah, I mean, you know, yes. Well, actually, dude, yeah. Like, I love how you asked me that question because I would. I was about to say, what do you think is Sam Fran a Super Bowl possible contender going after Trey Lance? About the way you say, it, like, with the little snark, if you will. And I love that. They're like, like, tell me more, Zachary. Like, oh my God, yes. He only played in eleven collegiate games, and they're drafting him third. Serious? I actually did not know that. Yeah, I'm 95% certain. I heard that when they were doing the draft. He's only played in 11 collegiate games. And third overall. The reason why I was asking is because I kept hearing, Zach, did you ever hear he never lost a high school game or he never lost a game since high school? I'm like, well, that's pretty impressive. How many? I I thought he played like easily like a couple years of college ball. No, it was 11 games. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm fact-checking myself right now. Um... And while you're doing that, to the chat's point, they're asking why 17 games. So they actually are expanding and adding a, 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 an extra game on the NFL schedule this year. So it'll be 17 instead of 16. Mm. Um, but speaking of uh, 17, 16, and all sorts of low numbers, <laughs> uh, how many games? You know, Alexa, how many games did Trey Lance start in college? Here's something I found on the web. According to jockey.com, Despite a sore knee and hamstring, Lance appeared in the team best 158 games. That can't be real. I heard right, 150. I got it. It's less than 20. I just tried adding it up. It's like 18 or 19. So the 158 that Alexa just told me was not correct. <laughs> yeah, that's that's incorrect. <laughs> so the long story short, he he's not he doesn't have a lot of uh, I don't know a lot of reps, you know and. Division one AA football is still very is still top top rank as far as college football is concerned, but I don't know. I mean, if he's going to go to any team, like he hit the jackpot by going to San Fran because of their defense and because of their supporting players, you know they have. And uh, I mean, they also I, I don't know if you're following the Giants group chat. I was high on Trey Sermon. I, I would have loved to take Trey Sermon to be like a backup to Barkley, but the the Niners got Trey Sermon I think in the third round. Aaron Banks, an offensive lineman from Notre Dame. So, like, they did well in the rest of the draft, in my opinion. Um, and he's got, obviously, George Kittle and other, other you know, players around him. So, he does have a good situation there. But I don't know, realistically, if he starts week one, to be honest with you. Well, and, and what's fine, I was about to take the bait and go Giants chatter here for a second. I want to do a full segment on that, not ask you one question. We're going to go full segment on that in a second. But real quick, looking at some of the other first-round picks, you know, like on Thursday, like, was there anyone that, like, popped out at you? Know, like, I'm looking, you know, in the mid-range ones. Like, Mac Jones, obviously, mm-hmm. was, like, an exciting pick for the Patriots. Uh, I know the, the, the Cowboys were excited, and Micah Parson, it sounded like, wanted to go to mm-hmm. the Cowboys. Right? Like, like, what are your thoughts just in general on, on some of the, the, the first-round picks? I thought Micah Parsons to Dallas is. I think that's going to be scary for everyone in the NFC East. To be honest with you, I really do because if you, like Dallas always lands these linebackers right out of the draft that you know, like like um, Sean Connor for years was for you know, and Sean Lee or not? Which, is it Sean Connor? Yeah, I think so. That was his name. Anyway, Sean Lee, Vander Esch, like oh, Sean Lee and Dan Connor. Yeah, Dan yeah. Connor. There you go. Yeah, he played around here, Strathaven, Penn State yeah. guy. 
Right, exactly. So, like, they get these linebackers, and then like they end up being – they haunt the Giants, they haunt the Eagles, they haunt the Washington football team for, like, 10, 15 years. So, I feel like this Micah Parsons thing is a big deal for Dallas. Um, and I look at the Jets. Like, I'm not – I you know, no one really cares for the Jets. I get it. But, like, <laughs> look, you look at what they did. They got, you know, obviously Zach Wilson, who, you know, who knows what that's going to – who he's going to be. That uh, They got Vera Tucker in the late first round, that offensive – that guard – that I know in the Giants chat we we were hoping to try to get. They got uh, Elijah Moore and Michael Carter, who's a running back out of North Carolina. So they got a lot of really strong offensive pieces to, to kind of wrap around Zach Wilson. They didn't really do much on the defensive side, which is kind of concerning, but um, at least they're giving him some resources that he might need to be successful. So, And that defense was gritty, dude. Like, like that's mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, Zach, I'll say this, because I didn't even write this in my notes. It just but it was something I thought about over the weekend. I thought, oh, shoot, I want to talk about that on the show next weekend. It just kind of came up now. Did you ever once – I mean, I mean, truly, ever during the draft coverage at all, like even the last three weeks, did everyone go, I just still can't get over the Jets beating the Rams in that game. Like, if they just mm-hmm. don't beat them, and then, like, they maybe just keep on, like, losing. Like, they're getting Trevor Lawrence, and, like, now they're screwed it up, and they're only getting Zach Will. Like, no. No one said that. Mm-hmm. That's all they were talking about during, like, what, like, week 14 or 15 or whatever the hell that game was. I think it was, like, 15, 15 or 16. We're like, ugh. Like, yeah. like that, that pisses me off, though. I don't know. I just. No, no. It, and a couple other teams that I think really – did well. Uh, I think Pittsburgh isn't getting a lot of love, but I'm, I'm big on Najee Harris. And obviously the Steelers needed something in the running back room. They get, they grab him. And I like, I like the Pat Fryer move. Oh, you're already looking at your Chops fantasy style, aren't you? On that, the Najee Harris, aren't you? I know. I, might I know you were there. <laughs> yeah, you know how I operate. But, uh, and then the, in the Chargers too. I mean, Slater, kind of fell to them at 13, you know, from an offensive lineman perspective. I know a lot of people had him going in the top 10 or top 11. Um, and then they got Asante Samuel Jr. in the second round, which everyone was projecting him to be in the first round. Well, it's funny, too, because I have, like, some notes I wanted to ask you on, like, they're all, like, reunion-based. Like, oh, what do you think about Joe Burrow and, like, you know, like, like, like him, Burrow and Chase? Like, you, like I, I, do we ask you those questions now? Or, like, I was Mark Chase and then Joe Burrow and reunite, like – I was surprised they took receiver there. I really thought they were going to go offensive lineman. Like, why wouldn't you? You got to protect Burrow. Like, it's good to have the flashy pieces. Like, we talked about this. And then the Lions got him. Mm-hmm. It was such an amateur hour video, by the way, with them. Oh, I know. They're all, like, hyped up. Ooh, they're biting kneecaps. They're so excited to, like, not suck anymore. And I'm like, okay, why don't you, like, work on actually not sucking instead of talking about not sucking? Yeah, you got to – yeah, it's easy to say. You got to actually implement. <laughs> well, to that point, can I say something without – no, I'm going to say it and just hold back before you, like, we stop becoming friends here for a second. The Giants would know that because you've gotten a few guys. You're like, this is it. This is up, man, and it has not exactly happened. But I think mm-hmm. last year was the first year you guys really – I told you this. I'm not like saying I told you so. That week 17 game, I was like, dude, you need to win that game because you need to feel like that team's going in a different, a positive direction. Like, they're playing meaningful football. Fuck. Oh, wow. I was going to say the record, but, oh, see, there you go. That's my hub speech for you. Oh, that's actually one of my first cursing. This is what I, I – who would have thought that would have done it not during the Aaron Rodgers day? It would be me hyping you up about the Giants. But to that point, anyway, there you go. That's an EK on that one. But anyway, so screw the record. That's what I was trying to say. You, but you were playing meaningful football. I was like trying to hype you up there for yeah. a second. Oh, and, yeah. But 
All that being said, so we can talk obviously the Giants draft for a second, which we'll get into. I kind of want to ask you just to kind of get the ball warmed up, though. Rolling down the hill. Clock goes to 11. Or I guess it was a 10. And it's like, whoop. Mm. Well, Eagles. Cowboys flip-flopping. What's going through your mind at that point, Zach? I, I got to ask you. <laughs> well, at first, you know, I'm licking my chops because I all along I was saying we're either taking Parsons or Devontae Smith at 11. Like, I felt very confident that that's who we were going to take. And that's pretty much what it looked like we were going to get, either Parsons or Smith. It seems like we were going to take Smith based on what had happened, how we traded back. Um, I had a lot of different things running through my head. I uh, I feel like it's – without me, like, cursing and going crazy. No, I think it's pretty sad. <laughs> I think it's pretty sad that Dallas being a divisional rival of – you know, every like obviously everyone in the division, but especially with the Eagles, I would say it's pretty sad that they're willing to trade to swap picks with a division rival to give them probably who I think is the best receiver in the draft. You know, for what like I don't know, I as I just don't think divisional rivals, and this isn't me come being a salty Giants fan. I just don't think divisional rivals should be trading draft picks, especially like in that situation in a draft. But whatever, my t- you know. Obviously, I would have I would have loved to have Devontae Smith. I think a lot of Eagles fans love that they got Devontae Smith, obviously, which they should be excited. But I also think, like, when you look at their team, they have bigger needs that they need to fill besides that Devontae Smith role, in my opinion. You know, whatever. It's a great pick for them. Good, good addition. Okay. But I ended up I when we traded back, after that trade and we traded back, and I saw that we got a first the Bears first round pick next year. That immediately wiped away any type of like anger I had about that trade with Dallas and, and Philly because I'm like, all right, great. I don't think the Bears are going to be that good next year, so maybe we'll have a top 15, top 12 pick next year on top of what we, whatever we have, you know. So it, it my frustration was wiped right away, and then we got uh, Kadarius Tony, who I knew a lot of like Peter Schrager was high on him being like a low key mid or late first round, really good wide receiver, and then I watched film on him, and it's like. Like, you know, everyone's amazing, right? But, like, the way that he, he's just so hard to tackle. He's a gadget player. You can use him, like, on an end around or some trick plays. And we've never really had that type of player. We did some end arounds with Evan Ingram, but, like. Oh, God. That's a little, know. yeah. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. I'm At the end of the day, I'm very happy with how that trade affected what we did. Because I think we got a lot of draft capital. We got some draft capital in this year's draft. And then we got some for next year's coming up that are going to be really beneficial. And I still really like the players we drafted. I, li- I like Tony a lot, Kadarius Tony a lot. So, Well, I think they were this way too, For which is fun as a Giants fan. You look at, you're going on the upswing. So you should feel good about like what you actually have. And then on top of that, it's like, so then we're like, not this is a bad way. Let's just say you're a wild card team this year, like for fun, right? Right. Well, yeah. you got two first next year. That would either take you from being a wild card team or division winner or be your ahead of schedule. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, we can trade that pick. We can move around and do all sorts of different things. So, like, it gives you, like, a lot of capital, which I think, like you were saying, and that makes it very exciting if you're that thing. Like, like, look at us with Jair Alexander. We traded back, and the next year we got Darnell Savage. Exactly. But, like, that's fun. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know, obviously the trade that Dallas and the Eagles made didn't really necessarily make me happy. But, like, what we got from – because of that trade, what we got in return, I think we got a better deal than picking at 11. So Well, it's crazy too because you think about the Eagles 
like kind of like not throwing that last game, but like all that. Not saying like it's funny because you know that's the thing. But actually, let me ask you that. I won't, I won't. I won't say it. I'll pick your brain on it. I feel like that's the general tone on Twitter, ever, especially in the southeastern Pennsylvania region, if you will, where everyone's like, "Ah, the Eagles!" You know, did their whole thing on Week 17, and then they got Devontae Smith and the Giants. They just owned them and every said Like, as Giants fan, let's hear yet say about that. You need to have an offensive line to be able to get the ball to Devontae Smith. Well, that's actually my – thank you. <laughs> you actually just cleared my name. I didn't have to talk anymore. That was actually my feedback on the Eagles was just if if this doesn't work, then at what point does Howard Roseman have to get held accountable for not being able to orchestrate an offensive line? But that being said, I could be wrong on that. Right? Like, it took Diller, right? Like, they, they did draft some linemen this year. And, like, I don't know. But yeah. I don't know. And, like, all the while, it's like, what about Washington? You know, like a team like that. It's like, what are they doing? Like, they didn't do anything super spectacular, at least. But what's you know? that mean? Like, I guess that's not like to try to call you out, but I'm like, what does that mean? Because even from all of our perspectives, what's spectacular mean? Because, like, you were the one selling me last year. Where I'm just like, everyone was saying the, pack, uh, the Packers had, like, a very mundane draft. And I'm just like, dude, what are we doing drafting a running back in the second round? It's our third <laughs> string running back. And you're like, no, dude, like, hear me out. Like, he's going to be good. Like, in a year or two, you're going to thank me. Like, that's the draft. And that's actually one of the notes I had in the draft is like, you want to talk so badly about it, but I feel like every it's it's no different than like when you were in science class as a kid, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna plant the seed and watch the plant grow out of the, like you know the thing." It's like, well, it'll take three weeks, but eventually it'll start seeing things growing out of the soil, and that's that's the draft, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like everyone oh, wants the right. instant gratification lottery ticket, but um, mm-hmm. but that's that point. Let me let me expand the to wrap this back to the Giants. Did you have weapons? There's a few teams I wrote down. I was like, you guys and the Dolphins, I thought, are very synonymous because you're in that spot where, and no offense, you haven't made the playoffs in a few years, yeah, but true. you're on that upswing and you were like all over that, like you're sniffing that picture, like just like, right? Mm. So it, I don't know how to act it out, but, but to that point, I don't know, you know, like I, I was sitting there watching because I, like, I knew they like, like, like people forget you got John Ross this year. Like that's a mm. fun name now because of all the weapons you have. So yeah. And so, not always about weapons. What's your line going to do? You can have as many weapons as you want, but it, the, it's funny. A weapon is what you have in your holster, but the offensive line would be, almost be like the referee saying, okay, well, you guys could pull up your guns at the same time or like if you had the same offensive line, but if someone had a better offensive line, it's like, okay, you can pull it out a second faster. It's like that's right. that's all it is at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. But to that point, what do you think of you guys getting a lot of weapons and the Dolphins as I – Ramble on. Well, I want to. Joe Joe P asked in the chat if I think Tony was a reach at twenty, and you know it's funny. So at that time, I was thinking like the best receivers on the board at that time. In my opinion, it was between Tony and uh, Rashad Bateman. Who at the time I wanted Bateman over Tony, Um, but then when we got Tony, I did a little bit more. You know, watching some film and his stats don't necessarily like light you off. um, You know, like really get you going. But keep in mind that offense also had Kyle Pitts, some other weapons as well. So it wasn't just him running that offense. And then I watch the film and I see how tough he runs. I see how fast he is. I see the gadget plays that our offense never really could do. And now hopefully we can, that we have this type of player, like a, kind of like a Percy Harvin-ish type of player, you know, not to compare him, but like that's just what I see as far as what you can do with him, you know. Um, I don't think it was a reach in that regard because I think it gives our offense something we haven't had in a very long time. So – no, I don't think it was a reach. But 
Yeah, and the, yeah, the Dolphins. <laughs> to the, to the Dolphins, though. Um, I, yeah, going through who they picked, um, I agree. I think I think they did a really good job. I think they've done a very nice job with the draft the last couple of years. You know, they got Jalen Phillips, who was one of the best edge uh, prospects, apparently, you know, supposedly in this draft. So that's good for their defense. It's already kind of on the upswing, and they get they add a piece like him is really helpful. So. And and I guess to add in there, so I know, and it's fun too because well, and like, Waddle we'll too, find, obviously. But and the reason why, yeah, and, and the reason why I, I branched both of those two teams together is because there's no more. Not that I'm saying there were a lot of them, but there's no excuses for Daniel Jones. There's no excuses for Tua, right? Like to, to like throw the ball. It's like all right, look, like the weapons are all there, like more than enough. So we got Will Fuller, Parker, and now Waddle. Yeah, so. It's a lot of You've got the and big body. Even for DJ, though, you got Slayton. You got uh, Kenny Galladay. Like, and then you start – I mean, and John Shepard. Ross. And you got like, right, Evan Ingram. Like, you have a lot of – Saquon Barkley. Like, Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph, yeah. yeah. So, like, target, yeah. Right, So, and that's not even talking about your class. So, mm-hmm. that's why I think it's interesting about both of you guys that you're on the doorstep and making the playoffs. Like, you were in that shadow. Like, you are in week 17 talking about, well, if this happens, you'll make the playoffs, right? Like, and it didn't shake out that way, but at the same point, now you've reloaded. Like now, you know what I mean? Like now it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, there's no excuse. There's no excuse for Daniel Jones now. So, you know, we'll we'll see. But uh, I, I want to talk about uh, Aziz Ojulari, our second round pick, the, uh, the edge linebacker, whatever you want to call it uh, from Georgia. He had eight and a half, eight and a half sacks last year, which was, it was kind of under the radar, I thought, from him. Tied for eighth in the whole NCAA uh, football. First place was only ten and a half. He was only two sacks behind. First place, which we haven't really had that dominated. You know, we had Leonard Williams, obviously, okay? He had double-digit sacks last year. But we haven't had a consistent pass rush in quite some time. Like, you know, so hopefully Leonard can do what he did last year. But I think adding Oljolari at, at the edge, you know, who knows if he'll start or not. But adding that type of threat who can do, who can, you know, rush the passer consistently would be huge for us too. So I don't know. I think we did a good job. And like I said, just like we said earlier, building the capital for next year's draft is what really gets me excited. So. Well, and to that point, I think it's always interesting. I think the teams that draft the best are the ones where they're like, they didn't need that position. I'm like, that's all the more reason to draft that position because that guy's going to get dropped in the mix of a bunch of good players. Like right. what better thing? It's almost like it's right. It's the whole whipping in the fire mm-hmm. type thing, right? Like, so bats is by fire. So um, I don't know. It, it's funny. What was the other thing? One other thing I was going to throw out there at you. Um, it just went in my head. Well, how do you feel about the Packers draft? Were you happy with how they drafted? <laughs> Man, dude, I mean, it's so hard. It's literally like the plane's going down, and someone's like, how was your meal? And I'm like, <laughs> I think it's good. Like, as long as I get sick on the airline food, like, that's all I want is I go off my vacation. But if the plane <laughs> crashes, like, the vacation's ruined either way, so it doesn't really matter. Like, and that sounds horrible, but, like, right, that's where I'm at. But to actually be an adult and answer the question – no, I love Eric Stokes in the first round. Uh, I love Mari Rogers. I'm trading up seven picks to get him in the third round, right? Like, Ella Meyer is the center from, from Ohio State. That's basically the Corey Lindsay replacement. Mm-hmm. I, I like what they're doing. It's just, I don't know who's it's just doing the other things. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just the other things is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> About to, speaking of just the other things and just the other things that my quarterback was actually attending, that also was another thing that I wasn't fully paying attention to. Turkey Derby, Zach. What'd you think? You're a horse racing guy. 
I uh, I didn't even I didn't I missed it. I turned what? on TV and it was like five minutes after the race was over. Didn't bet on it. Nothing. Didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't in tune with the horse horse vibes this this year. It's because that. of the Aaron Rodgers drama, isn't it? Tell me. I understand. Yeah, I totally yeah. get it. I'm preoccupied with Aaron Rodgers drama. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, but was it Medina Spirit was the was the yeah. winner? She was uh, twelve to one, so it was a good payout. And second place, I think, was twenty six to one, and I think third was what like an eight to one horse or five to one. So there were some pretty hefty payouts if you took those horses. Yeah. Would, would you? Uh, would you? Do you know anything about this horse? Like, I'm like, I, I'm actually asking you because I do. I because that's what I didn't. I didn't care either. I don't know if it was yeah. COVID or what. I, I just know Medina was. Uh, it was Bob Baffert. I think it set the re- he set the record for most you know Kentucky Derby wins as a trainer. And so done with him. He's yeah. the devil. Yeah, and the jockey was uh, John Velasquez. It wasn't Mike. It wasn't Mike Smith. Believe it or not, but. John Velasquez, who he's been around forever. He's, I'm sure he's a Hall of Famer. If not, he will be. So, um, yeah, I mean, what else do you expect? Bob Baffert and, and another veteran jockey. So, good for them. He's the Bill Belichick of horse racing, I feel like. He is, or, or the Nick Saban even, like one of those. Like yeah, that yeah. Of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I hate when it's like, oh, he wasn't the favorite. I'm like, well, come on. The favorite doesn't always win. Like, you know, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like, like what are you putting, like, well, I was about to say the whole uh, um, pee blinders thing when I was watching. Like, do you remember the horse racing season? And they're like, they're putting ho- cocaine up the horse's nose. I'm like, was that what Bob Baffert's doing? I mean, like, it makes sense why his horse always wins. I mean, Jesus, yeah, right. like, <laughs> oh, God, I, I don't know. It, also, we'll, we'll get you. Know, let's do happy things. Mojo Monday. Yeah, let's do Mojo Monday. Right, let's do a little Mojo Monday. Let's get. Uh, oh, I was about to start singing. Get the Jackson opening up. Um, right, yeah, you want to go first, though? Yeah, let's do some UFC. So yeah. this this past weekend, they had a little fight late on Saturday night. It was a uh, light heavyweight match uh, between Dominic Reyes and uh, Jiri Prochaska, who's from uh, he's a he's a Czech Republican fighter. Um, so Dominic Reyes, <laughs> yeah. So Dominic Reyes is coming off of two straight defeats, and I believe they were both in title fights. I know one was. And he was kind of, this fight was kind of for him, he was the favorite, and he was kind of looking to kind of get back in the swing of things and try to get another title shot. Not so fast, my friend, as Lee Corso would say. Prashatska, uh, <laughs> like, I, I didn't want to do the, the video because it was like a devil, it was a nasty, like, they were fighting, and he did like a spinning elbow, and it hit him right, like, in the face, and he and it knocked Reyes, like, flat out, like, he, it was not pretty from his end. Not as bad as Sonny Conte's knockout against hey. uh, Waldo, but uh, it was a pretty devastating knockout, especially with an elbow. And uh, every every UFC analyst is already calling for this dude to have a title shot at light heavyweight. And he's only fought in the UFC twice, but his professional record, he's like twenty eight three and one. Like he's a very good fighter. Long story short, he just came in and basically like the number one contender just knocked him out with ease. So my mojo Monday goes out to, uh, to Jiri Prochaska. Dude, my mojo should just be you pronouncing that. Um, no, but it, I, I, you're right. It's one of those things I always love it as a as a UFC guy, like looking. Well, not not as a UFC guy, like not anti, but you know what I mean, like yeah. not knowing anything about, it and then like looking at my phone on Sunday morning on Twitter, and then just like seeing the videos. I'm like, oh my god. I know. Um, all right, but I'll spin back. So for my mojo Monday, another guy's in the trenches, like a UFC fighter, uh, Cole Van Lanen, uh, hometown guy. 15 minutes away from Lambeau Field, Zach gets the call, drafted by the Packers. I mean, it's pretty cool. Like, that you think uh, spam likely comes up and it ends up being the Packers front office asking him to get drafted, right? Like, I mean, it's just so such cool. an incredible, yeah. I mean, it's just so, that's so cool. And I, there's my little happiness in all this, you know, 
that was my positivity. But there you go. I mean, but no, yeah, it's, I mean, but no, and I think right in general, I'll backtrack a little bit, right? There's so many different people. I feel like during the draft, right? Where it's, they got drafted by their hometown team. They got drafted by their favorite team, right? Like there's all those different, like there's a thing with Carolina where the long Stafford, like thought it was a joke when he got like, yeah, like, all those little things. I think they're always great mojo. But for, for me, it being a negative person and screaming about like how these draft grades don't matter. Da, 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 I'm like, yeah, but you know, celebrate these things. This is always great when people, you know, love a good draft story and all the videos and stuff that go viral. It's cool because, you know, it shows that, you know, like for kids and stuff that, hey, it can happen. You can get drafted by, you know, your your hometown team that you always dream about playing for. So it's nice yeah, to see those like, stories. It's the quote, the more it was, it more than a game or whatever that everyone says. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so it's that point, you know, it's, it's more than a follow that we would love, right? So, you know, it's that point. Let's uh, we'll throw it out there. Oh, man, it's, hey, I haven't ran through this in a minute. iTunes and Spotify for all the audio episodes. You want to check us out on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, at underscore get sidetracked. And make sure you check us out on the website, www.get-sidetracked.com. And I'll tell you what, you know what? I'm not going to hide away from the Aaron Rodgers bad news. I'm not going to hide away from the sidetrack bad news. We've lost three followers, Zach, over a little hiatus. Did we? Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. We're better than that. Hmm. Um, but that being said, let's let's. You guys mind picking us up and helping us out there? You can follow us to the hearts of love. Subscribe to the right. Uh, it's free with Amazon Prime. If you want to check out everything on Sidetrack on Twitch, and if you want to go on YouTube, and maybe that's more your speed, uh, you can subscribe there as well for highlights, interviews, all sorts of cool stuff. Um, and if you want to swing for the cycle, go for it on the store. We have all sorts of uh, cool gear and all sorts of fun stuff on the site. So that being said. Really good, Zach. I wanted to hear from Chad with a live report, and I have more with that, but I actually think it's funny because I had notes like, on Thursday, we'll talk about this. Are the Phillies at home on Thursday? I hope they're not. I'm not sure. I feel like they can't be. Yeah, they're at home every weekend, I feel like, the last few times. So, like, he'll probably be on the show on Thursday. We'll talk about the draft and, you know, all that stuff. But it's funny, dude. This is – this. Is, I'm walking away. I'm just, like, putting my hand, hand in my face. Just, like, I'm going to check Twitter. It's going to be bad. Like <laughs> – you're probably thinking, like, I'm going to check Twitter. And it's probably going to be good. Like, I'm excited about what Joe Judge is saying and, like, everything. <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny how one fan's world is one. And uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say I Dude, this is bad. I'm nervous. You see me. I'm not myself. I'm nervous. It's all right. We were saying the same thing last year when they drafted Jordan Love, and we saw what happened. So. This is worse, though, right? It's worse, know. isn't it? It's a little bit worse. I think you're going to be all right. I really do. All right. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what? Yeah. What do you say? GVO, good vibes only? That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right. So that's up. All right. So that point of the good vibes. All right. So we're back on the show. Uh, 7 o'clock on Thursday. Like I said, check us out on social media and all the audio episodes. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk everyone 7 o'clock on Thursday night. Cheers.